Hi, everybody. My name is Rafa Lombardino, and this is Translation Confessional. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Translation Pet Peeves As language people, we all have our pet peeves, those expressions that we cringe at when we hear them. As translators and interpreters, these pet peeves may be multilingual, not only because they can come in all our working languages, but because they may cross languages as well. Here are some words that I really dislike in Portuguese, and it's mainly because I suspect that they started to be used because of interference from English. Medicação. I'm not sure when medication started to be referred to as medicação in Brazil, but I really miss the word medicamento, which has always been used when someone talked about taking medicine. By the way, we also use the word remédio in Portuguese for exactly that. But I guess because health-related documents in English don't mention take this remedy twice a day for two weeks, Brazilians seem to somehow forget all about remédio. So when some translators read take this medication, they go straight into medicação, just because words that end in ation usually turn into ação in Portuguese. No, I'm that annoying translator who will use medicamento or remédio, depending on the register, for the rest of my translation days. Depressivo. That's another word that drives me up the wall. When people say, eu tô depressivo hoje, when explain that they are depressed or in low spirits, they seem to have completely forgotten all about the word deprimido. Nobody gets deprimido in Brazil anymore. Even though the word depressivo does exist, it's usually used to designate the actual state, such as the patient is in a depressive state, or estado depressivo. But simply blurting it out that someone is depressivo like that is something that rubs me the wrong way. In other words, it's deprimente or depressing to hear that. Desapontado. Following the same trend to talk about how people feel, this is one that really gets me going. Brazilians nowadays say that they are desapontado or that they are experiencing great desapontamento when something or someone lets them down. Just because the word in English is disappointed, it doesn't mean that we should just completely ignore the fact that decepcionado has been around for a long, long time. To that, I'd say, que decepção, because it's indeed a huge disappointment. The only time I'd see myself saying desapontado is when I'm referring to a blunt pencil. 
apontamento. Carrying it on with the same theme, here's another word that derives from apontar, which I use when referring to sharpening a pencil so it's no longer blunt, or appointing someone to a role, for example. I can't quite say whether people are using apontamento the wrong way in Brazil, but I've certainly heard many Brazilians using it here in California. Even though I speak both Portuguese and English, it took me a second to understand the context when people first dropped that word in the middle of a conversation in Portuguese. What they were trying to say was that they couldn't go somewhere because they had an appointment. Wow, <laughs> just because two words sound and look the same, it doesn't mean that they are a direct translation of one another, you know? Appointment in Portuguese is the good old compromiso. If you get into specifics when talking about a doctor's appointment, we'd call it consulta médica. However, lately, I've also been seeing people using visita médica as a direct translation of doctor's visit, as if you're going to your doctor's office to just sit down, have some coffee, and catch up on what's been going on in your lives. Before we continue, I wanted to tell you a bit about OnlyOffice. It's a very strong candidate to replace Microsoft Office in your daily work routine. And it's 100% compatible with all Office formats. DocX from Word, ExcelSX from Excel, PPTX from PowerPoint, you get it. All the file formats we usually work with as translators. OnlyOffice is pretty affordable though, and you can purchase a few licenses together so everyone at home or at work can use it. The best thing is you can use it on a Windows or Mac computer or, like me, on Linux. In other words, you can use OnlyOffice no matter what kind of computer you have. You can use it in the cloud too, so basically you can translate and edit documents and collaborate with other translators online, all while keeping your information safe and in the same file format you need. If you'd like to give OnlyOffice a try, go to this webpage, bit.ly slash tc oo. It's easy to remember. TC is for Translation Confessional and oo is for OnlyOffice. Once again, the webpage is bit.ly slash tc oo. Hope you like it. The last words I wanted to talk about today because I can only vent so much about my translation pet peeves before I get a headache. These are words that usually come together as an expression that I've seen many translation friends complaining about. So I know I'm not the only one who's utterly annoyed by it. Submeter uma aplicação. Ouch. Just by saying it out loud, it hurts my ears. Let me break it down. Submeter is the wrong translation for the verb to submit as in sending paperwork to be processed by an office, for example. What we should simply refer to as enviar or encaminhar has turned into submeter just because it looks and sounds like submit. Few people actually stop to think about how submeter already exists in Portuguese, and it actually means to subject yourself or someone else to a situation which is usually an unpleasant one. As for aplicação, that's the wrong translation for application, as in the paperwork that you need to submit to the office, in my example. It should be translated as documentação, or documentos, as in documentation or documents. 
or maybe formularios, as in forms. You can even get away with papelada if you're referring to paperwork in a more informal way in Portuguese. The word aplicação does exist, and a couple of contexts that I can think of are the act of administering medication, as in método de aplicação. <laughs> See, full circle, medication, medicação. Well, you can also use it when referring to someone who applies themselves so much, who makes a lot of effort to learn something and improve themselves. I definitely say something like, olha a aplicação dessa menina when complimenting my daughter for going the extra mile at school or in sports. So, in other words, when people say, eu preciso submeter minha aplicação, they are saying something like, I need to subject myself to the administration of medicine. And they don't even realize how they're so off in their mistranslation. Okay, don't let me rant all by myself here. What are your translation peeves? Let me know and maybe I'll share some of your examples in a future mistranslation edition. Send me an email at rlombardino at wordawareness.com or leave a voice message on my anchor page. If I get enough feedback and voice messages, I can go back to the subject and post a special podcast episode with everyone's opinion on this very same theme. By the way, my anchor page is anchor.fm slash translation dash confessional. I look forward to hearing from you. Stay tuned for weekly episodes and subscribe to Translation Confessional through your favorite podcast app.